Hello, neighbor. Welcome back to Mojave Memories. Stories and essays written by Annalise Cooper. Music and editing done by Cattell Byers. We're glad you joined us here in North Joshua Tree on Copper Mountain Mesa. But before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor. This podcast was created using the Anchor app. Anchor is a free podcast platform that allows anyone to record their own podcast free of charge. So even if you're not an audio engineer, this free and easy to use app makes it simple. The Anchor app even distributes your podcast for you for free. So go to anchor.fm and download the app today to get started for free. Today, I'm going to read you a story out of my book, Memory Dam, called Cody and the Rattlesnake. Carefully, I led our Appaloosa mare, Candy, through the patch of choya cactus and into the sandy wash. She settled down immediately and walked beside me, eagerly sniffing the air, her head held high. We had rescued her two years before from an old lady who could no longer care for her, and although it took us a few years to fatten her up and repair her hooves, Candy was doing great. Suddenly, I spied a long reptilian body with a big rattle on it sticking out of a bush. Immediately, I led Candy around the bush so she wouldn't panic and get us both into trouble. After returning her to her corral, I walked up to where I had seen the huge rattlesnake, but it was no longer there. I followed the tracks for about six feet, after which I lost them. The rattlesnake must have slithered across a rocky patch and into a hole somewhere. Later that afternoon, my neighbor brought Eric, my son, home from the school bus stop. Eric had a friend with him, and after we'd waved the neighbor off, Eric asked if his friend could stay for a while. Hi, I said. Who are you? I smiled so he would know I was friendly. I'm Cody and I live down there with my mom and her boyfriend, he answered, pointing to a pink cabin at the bottom of the hill. We just moved in. Can I stay for a while? My mom says it's okay. He wasn't much taller than Eric, who was seven, and he looked severely underweight. He had beautiful brunette hair, piercing blue eyes, and acted like an enthusiastic puppy. He's 11, Mom, announced Eric, and he still wants to play with me because he says I don't act like a little kid. I was shocked to hear how old Cody was and wondered why he was so small for his age and so terribly thin. We shook hands. Pleased to meet you, Cody, I said as we walked onto the porch surrounding my house. Are you dudes hungry or thirsty? We walked into the house and they had a drink and some cookies, which Cody attacked ravenously. So, anything exciting happened to you today, Mom? asked Eric, chomping on his cookie. Yes, as a matter of fact, I replied. I saw a huge rattlesnake in the north field. I was walking candy, so I put her in the corral, but by the time I got back, the rattler was gone and I lost the tracks. A rattlesnake, cried Cody excitedly. Where? Let's go look for it, Eric. They both jumped up and I walked with them to the back of the house to point out the general area where I had seen the snake. They rushed out the gate and ran up the field. I decided to go inside out of the heat and was walking up to the front door when one of the puppies wiggled over to me, obviously wanting some love and affection. 
I crouched down and petted her, rubbing her ears and making silly noises while she tried to lick my face. A loud, unmistakable buzz started to my immediate left and my body raced with adrenaline as I turned to face the huge rattlesnake coiling to strike. He was less than two feet away from me and was writhing aggressively, his black forked tongue slithering out of his mouth continuously as he searched the air for smells. I jumped back almost 15 feet in one leap landing at the very end of the porch and frantically calling the puppies who were milling around the snake. I couldn't believe no one had been bitten yet. I heard Eric and Cody calling to me. Seems they had heard me shrieking at the puppies. The rattlesnake's on the porch by the front door, I yelled, suddenly shaking from head to foot. The two boys raced onto the porch and stood next to me, watching the snake who remained coiled, half his body raised off the ground. What are we going to do, Mum? asked Eric. We can't just leave him there. Someone will get bitten. I considered my options. I did not fancy picking this big boy up to put him back in the desert, and he was much too big and aggressive to sweep off my porch as I had done with a few other snakes. My neighbours were too far away to hear my screaming. I did not own a car or a phone, and I did not want to go running around for help while someone could get bitten on the porch. For a moment, I felt completely helpless, almost hysterical. Then I was swept by complete calm. I'm going to have to kill the snake, I announced, my voice sounding devoid of any emotion. How, Mom? cried Eric, his eyes very wide and frightened. He held onto my arm while the puppies continued to run around the writhing reptile, completely oblivious to any danger. I held Eric's hand tightly while I thought about my choice of weapon. I did not own a gun, but I had a kitchen knife and a war club in the house. However, to go through the front door, the only entrance to the house, would mean passing within inches of the snake's head. Then I remembered the concrete blocks by the back of the house. Quickly, go get me two of those big concrete blocks, I ordered the boys. Go on, you too, Eric, hurry up. I herded the children and canines off the porch by the back gate, and we walked around to the other side of the porch wall, carrying two heavy concrete blocks. What are you going to do, Annalise? asked Cody, as we peered over the porch wall at the snake, who was still coiled, ready to strike. I'm going to drop this block on his head, and if that doesn't kill him, I'll drop the second one on him, I said, suddenly feeling very sad and reluctant to kill one of God's creatures. I looked at the rattlesnake, marveling at his supple body, shiny scales, and beautiful markings. This rattlesnake was very old to be so big and have such a long rattle. I wish you would just wriggle off back into the desert where you belong. I swung my arm out, pointing to the front gate. Thunder, one of the bigger dogs who had just walked back onto the porch, saw my arm go out in command and rushed past the snake to chase the ball he thought I had thrown. The huge snake struck swiftly, throwing out two-thirds of his body length, exposing his lethal fangs as his mouth came frighteningly close to the dog's back leg. I knew what I had to do. I turned to reach for a concrete block, only to find Cody standing next to me, holding a block in his hands. I'll kill him for you, Annalise, he said firmly. 
You shouldn't have to do this. You're a woman. A man should take care of this for you. I'm almost a man. I'll do it. Looking into this young man's blue eyes, I saw a pleading maturity, and I knew this was an important step for him. I stepped aside, and Cody quickly moved up to the wall. He raised his arms high, poised, waiting for the right moment. The snake became still, and Cody dropped the concrete block square on the snake's head. The body writhed and slapped, and Cody dropped the second block, which broke, exposing the snake's flattened head. We buried him in the wall of our sacred fire pit outside, all the while feeling sorry that we'd had to kill an animal. We dried the rattle in the sun, and it became a meaningful addition to our medicine wheel. And Cody? Well, he claimed his manhood that day. A few months later, he came to live with us and became a valued member of our family. He grew like a weed, fattened up nicely, and proved to be sensitive, artistic, and delightful. I believe that snake sacrificed his life to help a skinny little boy turn into a brave young man, and I thank the old rattler every time I see Cody's eager, joyful face. Reading from that uh, chapter reminded me of a chapter from your book about uh, growing up in Africa. Mm -hmm. There was a chapter where somebody took a snake and swung it around or something. Yeah, that was in the very beginning of the book. There was a of the book. There was a bush. And this was by Late Naivasha. Um, there was a bush that always had snakes in it, but usually they were green grass snakes, and they're harmless. So we would go down and grab a snake by the tail and kind of whirl it around a little bit and then let it crawl on our arm. And it felt all sort of cold and, you know, snaky. Well, one day, um, one of the kids pulled a more brownish looking tail out of the bush and it turned out to be a puff adder, which is just like a rattlesnake, also a pit viper. And <laughs> he's swinging it around going, what am I going to do? <laughs> the rest of us had already booked it. We were gone. So he finally let it go and it went flying. And, um, you know, later thinking about it, it wasn't very nice of us kids to swing snakes by their tails. I, I often wonder what that would have done to their vertebrae. Well, you know, as kids, we do the meanest things. I remember my next door neighbors, the Cuckoos boys, they always grew tomatoes and they'd take those tomato worms, those big horned tomato worms, and they'd pour lighter fluid on them and light them on fire. Oh. And we'd watch them burn. And I always felt a little queasy about it, but the boys just laughed. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just, you know, the best thing. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have rarely, I don't think I've seen a single rattler in my yard. I'm wondering if there are fewer rattlesnakes now in the desert. Well, interestingly enough, um, this year, we saw two rattlesnakes. And then in June, we had a very large Mojave green on the porch, which is a particularly dangerous type of snake. It has, it's also a rattlesnake, but it has hematoxic and neurotoxic venom. So if you get bitten by one of those, you, you've probably cashed in. And he was right on the porch. And um, my daughter, Mary, and her husband, Gary devised a sort of noose thing, which the snake very kindly just sort of slithered into. And they picked it up, picked it up and put him in a bucket and carried him off to the end of the, of the yard and let him go. And he, we haven't seen him since, thank goodness. But, 
Yeah, we used to have gopher snakes, like families of gopher snakes. They'd come slithering up onto the porch like they were sort of skating across ice. And last year, I didn't see any any snakes at all. And then this year, I suddenly saw these two rattlers. So hmm. I don't know what's going on. Well, fortunately, never seen a rattler, but I've seen a red racer mm-hmm. and gopher snakes. Yeah. Well, gophers, of course, eat rattles, rattlesnakes. So that might be why you haven't seen any. And well, also, I have roadrunners, which are yes, snakes. Yes, so. definitely. Okay, so with lots of love, Catel and I send you lots of sand and sunshine. Stay well, neighbors.